0: What's up everybody? Welcome into another edition of SSPN post game. Just a just a tough one tonight, Ethan. Obviously, the glaring moment is going to be Jeremy Sohan not inbounding the ball when or calling a timeout uh when the spurs were down by just two with five seconds left with the chance to either tie send the game to overtime or even potentially win which i think is what they were trying to do i think they were trying to get it looks like they were trying to get doug and Keldon off screens to get mm-hmm. one of them a wide open or maybe not a wide open three but just you know a, a shot at a three to go home with the win and get a buzzer beater um obviously didn't work out that way and then the Spurs still had another chance at the end and weren't able to get a look before time expired with four seconds left after Evan Fournier missed a free throw um you know that was kind of the end of the game but I'll dish it to you now Ethan what were kind of just your overall thoughts on this one
1: tough ending tough ending for sure hard pill to swallow because we also got I think another opportunity after that yep to possibly tie or win the game or not 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 win not not tie but Yeah, that's not win, but tie it and send it to overtime. And we couldn't capitalize. But I'm not angry about that, Jude, because of where we are in this season, Mm kind of wanting to lose games. That's always (laughs) the the silver lining that you have to tell yourself after these tough losses is that we're just one step closer to winning the lottery, potentially. Mm -hmm. So that's always a silver lining. But overall, I felt like we played a pretty decent game. Early on, the Knicks kind of jumped out ahead of us Um, scoring some easy baskets i thought we turned it around in the second and third and fourth quarter um, stepped up our defensive intensity really didn't allow the entire new york Knicks team to beat us you sent me a tweet i think where like we outscored their bench by 40 points or our bench outscored their bench by 40 points or something like that Mm -hmm. like that's a crazy stat it was definitely a team effort um, especially without Devin. I mean, Keldon did his best to kind of be the star, but he kind of had an inefficient shooting night had as to well. Get a lot of points from the line. Exactly. And, and late in the game, in my opinion, took a few ill-advised shots. I think he had a really tough contested hook over an outstretched Jericho, not Jericho Sims. Oh, yeah, Jericho Sims. Um, so that was a tough shot. And then I think he took an ill-advised three with time on the shot clock immediately after that. Um, and then made some questionable decisions, you know, driving into co- into uh, into coverage, lost the ball. So it, it was kind of a messy night for KJ. Yeah. Um, but the rest of the team: Josh Richardson with 20, Zach Collins with a perfect 16, which he was very impressive tonight. Both yeah. on offense and defense, played as physical as he could. Um, and then you know, Trey Jones, I thought, played a phenomenal game. Yaka uh, Pertle, not a great night scoring, but I thought did wonders for us defensively, got Mitchell Robinson in foul trouble, which really should have something that, that we big. should have taken advantage of more so than we did. Um, but, you know, what it really boils down to is the Knicks have two guys, one that's an all-star in Julius Randle and one that could eventually be an all-star in Jalen Brunson. Absolutely. But regardless of your opinion on their their like level in the league, there are two guys that can get you close to 40 points, you know, 30 plus on any given night. And that's just something that we don't have, you know, with KJ and Devin, I think we have two guys that can get you 20 plus, 25, but that's that's a different level. And mm-hmm. these guys have done it consistently. They're walking buckets and they're incredibly difficult to stop. Nobody yeah. on our team really had a chance of stopping Julius Randle and I. I thought Sohan did a formidable job, but still you can see that he's a rookie, Stanley Johnson was a spark plug. He did some great things, really got us back into the game. Mm -hmm. But he's 6'5", to Julius Randle's 6'9". So it was just a mismatch, and the Knicks took advantage. And then late in the game, our youth showed, and we couldn't capitalize on the things that they didn't do correct.
0: Yeah, so the Spurs are now 0-22, Ethan, when they go into the fourth quarter, and they're down. (laughs) So this would have been great to break that streak, and we're getting closer. And this kind of ties into the narrative we've been talking about since we got back from our holiday break. They're getting better. And I think this game showed that again, too. Obviously, some things to work on, especially in this game. Um, And, you know, M-Easy, he makes a point right here. Sohan should have never been taking the ball out in that spot. Bad Mm. coaching. Yeah, me and Ethan were kind of talking about that, too. I think, really, when it comes down to it, probably you should have had Jay Rich or some, but like a vet throwing that in. Because when you think about it, you could do... I mean, well, you really wouldn't want to do Doug because you want him taking a three in that scenario. So... You could go with Jay Rich or Stanley Johnson or, or somebody else. I understand like the appeal of putting him in, but you know the the good news is he's going to learn from that, and hopefully that never happens again. Um, but yeah. I definitely agree there. Yeah. I kind of got off topic there, <laughs> responding no, to that good. comment. Forgot what I was talking about before. But just to talk about some other points, this game, um, you know, I think Sohan also this this was probably his worst game of the year. Um, not just, I mean, if you look at the stat sheet, zero points, four assists, one board, a steal and a block and five fouls. Um, and then on top of that, it definitely was probably his worst game of the season. But then on the flip side, you had guys play like their best game of the year. I think this was Zach Collins' best game of the year. Not only was he perfect shooting, um, we talked about the block poster when he blocked Julius Randle, even though Romeo had to foul him right after. Like, that was huge. We talked about the physicality. I feel like this is the most physical he's been. And I want to see him take more mid-range jumpers. Not only has he drawn fouls, but he's he's made a couple of those too uh dish three assists tonight, and all of those were impressive they were on a lot of backdoor cuts where he wasn't even necessarily looking he was hitting bounce passes like no look out of the post to Doug cutting um so you love to see that love to see Doug's poster on Jericho Sims um this was definitely Jay Rich and Doug's like best game in a while and I think that's just because of the fact that we gave him 23 and 29 minutes this is what they're gonna do this is why we like them and this is also why they're valuable trade assets um Malachi 1 for 7 tonight, 0 oh for 3. But I really didn't think, like watching the game, looking at the stats, I'm like, okay, that's not a great game. But watching it, I didn't really think Malikai played that bad. Did get five boards tonight. Um, Obviously didn't shoot well. But when he did shoot, it was no hesitation. It's the same thing we've talked about with Malachi throughout the whole season. He gets to good spots and takes good shots. He's just got to keep playing to where they're not bricking. And, yep. and I think that a lot of that has to do with the arc on his shot, which he's talked about. And that kind of ties into something else that we've talked about earlier this year, where when Sean Elliott was talking about how Sohan, Sohan can't fix his shot in, you know, during the season. It, it, that's like an off-season thing. And I think that's kind of the same thing with Malachi. Like, he's going to have to go through an off-season to get some more arc on his shot, and then hopefully next season we'll see more of those falling.
1: I agree 1,000%. It's the same story, and I feel like it's going to be the same story with Malachi for the rest of the year. He'll have... You know, a handful of games where he goes mm-hmm. off, gets close to twenty, and we're like, "This guy's the next, the next all star of our team." And then he'll come, he'll come back down to earth. But I still think he has a high ceiling. But next year is really going to be the test for him. And as far as Sohan bringing or inbounding the ball, I see the logic. Now, I would have liked to have tried to get him in a backdoor slip. You know, set some screens for our shooters, get right. them to overcommit on the dug, put and a try and get in him backdoor. Yeah, but. I do get the logic because he is six nine. He is long. He can inbound the ball over our taller, outstretched hands, and he is a really good passer. Plus, he's not a shooter, so maybe the logic is they're not going to defend him along the perimeter at all. Yeah, and you know, like, like I get what they're what just they're just a from.
0: learning moment. Yeah,
1: it, it is a learning moment. He should have called a timeout. I don't have a problem yeah. with him inbounding the ball, but he should have called a timeout. Um, yeah, but but you know, it's a rookie. It's to be expected. Yeah.
0: Just just looking at some of the other things tonight, 13 minutes from Romeo, um, you know, not the most like super exciting thing had the four fouls. I think that's what kind of kept him out of the yeah. rest of the game, um, but made some good floaters, made a three, played his on ball defense. When they started putting him on Brunson <laughs> earlier in the game, that's kind of what that that's kind of what slowed him down and allows the Spurs to come back in the second quarter. Um, just to reiterate some of the stuff you said, Spurs were down thirty nine to twenty nine in the first um, outscored the Knicks. Uh, in every quarter for the rest of the game and still lost, but 26 to 23 in the second, 34 to 32 in the third and 25 to 23 in the fourth. So, and you outscored. I I added up the bench points, just the final one, 61 to 21. So, you know, that goose egg by Sohan and the play by him stands out a little bit when you're just looking at the numbers. Obviously there's more that goes into the game. Um, Keldon, I, I want to kind of dish it to you here in a second to talk about his shooting. Cause I think you found like the perfect thing <laughs> when it comes to yeah, his yeah. shot still found a way to go technically 40% tonight. Um, but I like the way that even when his shot wasn't working, he was able to go to the foul line, Missed those first two, which you don't like to see, but then was 10 of 10 for the rest of the game. Um, and that was huge in keeping the Spurs in the game tonight, 26 points, uh, overall with seven boards to assist. Um, and another thing that I'm just thinking about, you know, considering that Devin was out in this game again, and they got Jalen Brunson back, and you won by like seven last time. Um, I'm kind of losing. I'm losing my train of thought, like mid sentence here. But okay, the point is, is that it was, you know, with, with them getting Jalen Brunson back and not having Devin tonight, it was an impressive. It was. It was still a good game for the Spurs, but. When you consider the context of how they lost, um, like, like it was a valiant effort. That's the better way to describe it. But the context of how they lost is, is frustrating, but that's also... You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy.
1: Let's do doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah.
0: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall
1: guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13.
0: What you're going to get from a 12 in 2016.
1: Yeah, on paper it should have been a blowout, is what you're saying. Right. Like they have their... Not Maybe not a blowout, but, you
0: know, they probably... The first quarter is probably how the game should have gone the whole time.
1: Agreed. Agreed. So it was a definite... I think if we have Romeo not in foul trouble and Mm -hmm. Devin there, it's a completely different game. Because Brunson with 38, Romeo, like you said, was really the only one that was effective defending him because he's quick along the perimeter, great hands, and he's strong, and he's taller than Jalen Brunson. You know, Trey Jones very solid perimeter defender, but one-on-one Jalen Brunson's too strong, you know? Mm-hmm. And if you send Malachi Branham, Malachi's too young. He's not as strong. Mm-hmm. And Jalen Brunson's a little too quick, a little too tricky with that handle, got to his spots way too easily. Um, and they were just getting any switch that they wanted along the perimeter for him. He was just on a different level than I, looking like playoff Jalen Brunson against Rudy Gobert out there tonight. It was kind of crazy.
0: Yeah. And on top of this, the other thing that's key here is the Spurs are the worst defense in the league, you know? Yeah. So when you bring him back, like I said, it's a valiant effort that they were in because on paper, like you said, it, the more I'm thinking about, they probably really should have got blown out. Um, just talking about MEZ's comment here. He said, Sohan is not 6'9". He looks shorter than Randall and he is 6'9". I think Sohan is 6'8". Um, so not Whatever. too big of a difference there, but right. Pardon me. A little, me. little <laughs> bit down. <laughs> um, and Tito, you said, what's up? Wanted to give a shout out there. Um <laughs> million sand felt like we couldn't execute at all yeah. today there were definitely times where we were just mucking it up out there um for sure million also asked earlier is devin the glue of this team i don't know if he's necessarily the glue but he's definitely like a very important piece right now um he's been the most consistent player all year so i guess you could say he's he's a he's definitely i mean he's more than a glue guy you know what i mean because a lot of times when you say glue guy like you're thinking of somebody like like a Sohan or maybe even a Jay Rich. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Obviously, when I say Sohan, I mean like at this point in his career. Um, So, I, I mean, I think he's more than just a glue guy, but he's definitely, you know, it, it, he is the most consistent te- thing on the team this season throughout the year for sure.
1: Yes, um, I would agree.
0: Another thing that happened tonight, Ethan, I don't know, you know, I want to get back to this game a little bit, but the Austin Spurs did play tonight. They got blown out by the four and Capital City go go.
1: Oh, those <laughs> <What>? those go go's
0: <laughs> the four and baby in the in the in the east of the G League. <laughs> mm. Top of the conference. anyways. Elite. Um but wanna wanna give some box scores for Blake Wesley and Charles Bassey, who both had great games tonight. Um, 29, 7, and six for Charles Bassey, 14 of 17 overall with the steal and a block as well. So triple double Bassey incoming question mark. Um <laughs> And then Blake Wesley, not once again, not the most efficient night for him. more efficient than last time, but 19 six and six with two steals and shot three for five from the three point line, seven of 17 overall. So, you know, still working on the efficiency, but you love to see that from the three point line and you love to see him have 19 six and six uh, with two steals. absolutely Absolutely. we can talk about Don Barlow too I forgot about him he had a good game tonight I don't know if this is this is his first double double of the regular season I believe he had 14 boards two assists and 10 points so good for and two blocks as well uh so love to see that from from the two-way guys shout out to them (laughs) any other final thoughts on this on this Knicks game Ethan well you don't have to necessarily wrap up right now but
1: yeah kind of talked about most of it I didn't really mention the the Keldon thing that we were talking about with his scoring or shooting, Mm -hmm. rather. So when when he catches the ball on a catch-and-shoot, there's two different reactions for Kelton. He either catches it and lets it fly. Mm -hmm. He just lets that thing go. And then when that happens, it's butter. It's money. It looks great. It goes so high in the air, and it just sets the net on fire. Mm -hmm. And then there's the other times where he'll catch it, and he has almost too much space, and the closeout will be a little slow, and he'll make sure he gets his hand in the right spot, He'll really make sure his feet are set and he'll he'll get his form perfect and he'll just take almost too long and think about it too much. And when that happens, it's almost every time gonna be a brick. I don't know why, but it, it's almost it's like just he's, thinking he's about in it his too head. much. He's right. in his head. So I just let it fly, Kelvin. Let it fly. I mean, you're a terrific <laughs> shooter. Don't let the slump get you off of your game.
0: Another criticism I have of Kelden tonight, and we've kind of talked about this before on the show, and I've talked about his defense and how I'd like that's the thing that I feel like he needs to get better at, you know, the most moving forward that can like kind of take his game to the next level. Um, And Walt Frazier was talking about it on the broadcast, too. There were I think it was either one or two possessions late where. I think it's it was two in a row where Jalen Brunson basically took him inside, kind of backed him up, and then just did his little fadeaway shot that he does. And it was like on both of those, Keldon was in a low stance, but he wasn't up on him enough. It's like it was hand, you know, he put a hand up, but it wasn't like in his face. So it was still kind of like hand down, man down, if that makes sense. He yeah. was just giving him, with the way that he can make shots, it was like in that situation, I know he's 23 or whatever, but it's like. At this point, it's almost like like i want i I wanted Keldon to know there, like you gotta know you gotta get up on him with how hot he is and in, in that crucial moment of the game, but that's kind of the uh the story of this season, you know, and I noticed later he got up on him a little bit more, but it's like if you get up on him on maybe two of those jumpers earlier, you know maybe you walk out of here with a win, so those are the the defensive pressure should have been there more on you know the dude who is on fire. That night. And and Walt Frazier was talking about it on the replays like, Keldon Johnson's got to get more up on this. You know, you, if you do that, you're just, just going to
1: score. And it was like, mm.
0: completely agree, my guy.
1: I agree with you. But to be fair to Keldon, I'm not saying this is what he was thinking because he probably was just a, mm-hmm. like a lapse of defensive understanding. But the refs, both sides of the ball, they were horrible.
0: I'm so glad you talked about this.
1: <laughs> last next yeah. game, they were letting everything fly. You could be as physical as That you was wanted. in San they Antonio, letting, right? They were letting you, yep, they were letting you push, shove, scrap all you wanted, almost too much. And tonight, you couldn't. touchy,
0: man. It was touchy. Man. You was couldn't so, so much as get,
1: like breathe on a guy, and they were calling a foul. He didn't have to be near the three point line. There was a moment, I think it was Sohan, who was guarding. Um Jalen Brunson at the toward the end of the game there's tightly. so many
0: moments dude. it was just yeah.
1: past the half court mark.
0: I know what you're talking about and he
1: he didn't even touch him he just Brunson kind of backed into him a little bit kind of like how magic Johnson used to back in the guys and just that little bump they call the foul. That happened so many times. You can't have that many guys in foul trouble. I don't think Mitchell Robinson should have had five fouls. I agree. On the Knicks. Yeah, was I was about ridiculous. to say that.
0: He got screwed over a lot. And another thing, you know, you mentioned that, and there was another foul where like Malachi was like, he literally said, he didn't say it's BS. He said actually what BS means. He mm-hmm. said that to Trey. And it was like he barely touched Julius Randle. And so they were just super ticky-tacky. There were some mm-hmm. on Zach tonight, too, where I was like, I'm glad we're going to the line, but what was that? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I completely agree. Um, but I will say obviously this is through Spurs colored glasses, but like at the beginning of the game, I was like, dude, these freaking they're gonna give him anything. These yeah. Knicks-rigged refs, <laughs> the Knicks New Yorkers rigged. are paying them. <laughs> Anyways, no, but it, it was definitely on both sides. And and it's like, I, I definitely prefer the physical game, and I think the Me players too. prefer that too. Um so hopefully we can get more refs like the ones that were in San Antonio the last time we played these guys. Um easy actually brings up a, he brings up a good point here. Um did you notice that Pops assistant drew up the last two plays in crunch time? SMH. I did see Mitch Johnson uh rack it up and, and that's just, you know, interesting though. You know, just with the whole retirement thing, I think that's just a, a interesting thing to note. Um Yeah i don't we'll see <laughs> walt frazier joked about it on the broadcast and he was like i think uh pop's sticking around to see if he can get that victor Wembanyama yama kid and if not i think he'll retire
1: <laughs> i was I like I dude you him. may be
0: exactly right like
1: <laughs> yes, and he yeah. said
0: he talked to shaw before the game too so more other broadcasters giving us hmm. inside information on the broadcast pretend who knows potentially
1: who we'll knows what will happen knows. with his retirement but as yeah. far as the assistant drone up, the line, I don't really care about any of that. Pop's always been that coach to empower you you can that, frame yeah. it however you want. It's probably
0: not the first time it's happened. Ime's probably done that. They were talking about Jock Bond before the broadcast yeah. as well.
1: And we've seen yeah. we've seen Becky we've seen too. Pop give Tony Parker and Manu and Tim the clipboard and tell them to draw plays up. And when that happens, we're like, oh, that's great coaching. So I, I, I don't care. Yeah. Anybody can drop the last play. It doesn't matter because we didn't actually get to use it because of the <laughs> five-second So we golf. didn't inbound. Oh, oh so my gosh. So who knows if it would have been a good play or not. Right,
0: right. Well, any final thoughts on this one, Ethan?
1: Unfortunate loss, but it's just one one step closer to the lottery. <laughs>
0: All right, well, let's go ahead and just look at the Spurs schedule coming up before we leave here. So Mm -hmm. they'll go back to San Antonio this weekend. They'll play Detroit on Friday, have a doubleheader, and play the Celtics on Saturday. The Celtics, man, I I don't want to, I mean, obviously that seems like a game we're going to get blown out in, but they just Mm -hmm. got beat 150 to like 117 against the Thunder without Shea Gilgis, and they were fully healthy, dude. Fully healthy, they had everybody. So maybe we catch them at a good time, but also maybe it's their bounce back game and the score is opposite, and they beat us that bad. (laughs) They might go Derek revenge game. Oh lord! (laughs) But at least we got Detroit the night before. Are they playing good too? Oh my gosh! No,
1: I I don't know if they're playing like incredibly well. I think their record is worse Mm -hmm. than us. Um, but they got some talent over there, man. Like I would expect that to be a very physical game.
0: You know, I just picked up. What's his name? Sadiq Bay for my fantasy basketball team. Solid player. Yeah. And he's like, he's like number like 13 or whatever it is position in fantasy points. I know that doesn't always equate to being a good basketball player, but point is he's, he's doing some things this year on the stat sheet. Um, Just another funny note when I'm looking at the rest of this Spurs schedule, because we got the Alamo dome game coming up and that is the Spurs. One game on ESPN is against golden state in the Alamo dome uh, two Fridays from now
1: i'm looking forward to that game dude Me i cannot too. wait did you see the, they got the guys that made the uh, womp there it is in yes yes they're they, they they're got getting, them performing forget, at halftime um, and the the, the founder of the fifth harmony whoever that Ooh. lady is she's singing the national anthem wow so it's like all out wow. 90s yeah it's gonna be great i can't wait oh my i'll gosh. wear this hat that day all day <laughs> heck yeah heck yeah
0: and and you know what the spurs get right before that game What's that? A trip to Memphis with two games in a row against the Whoa. Grizzlies. Boy, howdy, who are just on fire. Yeah, Desmond Baines <laughs> continuing to develop. Josh, jaw. That's that's mm. gonna be that's gonna be tough. So hopefully we can get this next win against Detroit at home on Friday because. It's gonna be a tough stretch after that because after Golden State you get Sacramento who is the four seed in the West right now. Um, so they're not the kings of old.
1: Uh, I, I and, love the kings.
0: And then you've got Brooklyn, the Clippers, Portland, La- uh, the Lakers, the Clippers, Phoenix. like oh, you don't have God. and then you have Washington. We don't have another like game that is like somebody in our record book until march dude i'm looking at the schedule oh, okay never mind we play the we play pistons again
1: in february, in february.
0: <laughs> yeah but that's it like and then we gotta go to atlanta yeah this is
1: yeah
0: it is about to be probably major l time in san antonio guys um there's uh, after this detroit game like yeah it's gonna be tough it's gonna be a tough like 13. 14, 15, 16 (laughs) games until we play Detroit again. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, that will be a tough one. This is another great uh, comment here by MEZ. Did you see the dunk by Scoot? I actually sent that to Ethan. Y'all got to go check that out. That Scoot Henderson uh, poster was insane. Lottery gods. Everybody pray to him right now. Him or or Wembenyama. I'm cool with either. Or, well, I'm cool with other people too, but it would be great to get one of those two guys.
1: I said about Scoot to somebody, I said John Wall 2.0. I can't remember who it was. And they mm-hmm. were like, no, dude, John Wall's not good. And I was like, do y'all remember how good John Wall was from like two thousand? <laughs> like, you're not saying 16? John Wall right now. Like, no, I was like, <laughs> John, prime John Wall was a problem. He okay? was on the cover of, well,
0: it was this is when NBA Live was still like a competitor, but he was on the yeah. cover of NBA Live, like when that was kind of the
1: main game. He Anyways. was 20 and 10 every night. Every Facts. night. Give it to you. Facts. Took a dormant Wizards franchise to play off contenders like every year. Whatever. I'm I'm a big John Wall fan, but I, I love John Wall. Facts.
0: I love, I, I don't think anybody can look at old John Wall highlights and not be very Dude, entertained. He was next level. <laughs> yeah. Bro. Yeah. It was his athleticism was off the charts. It was kind of similar to. Well, no, I don't know. I was about to say something. I was about to say Gil- Gilbert Arenas, but they're just underrated
1: defender, too, dude. That guy was a block Physical. machine.
0: Physical, yeah, for sure.
1: Oh, at six, four, yeah. He was Westbrook, but without shooting threes and a better defender. Ethan's John
0: Wall rant. I love it.
1: I'm, I, John Wall's, <laughs> I mean, go on, look at him up, bro. <laughs> Gosh,
0: y'all got to go watch the old, old John Wall highlights. That's the moral of today's SSPN game. We appreciate y'all. Thanks for hanging out with us after another tough Spurs loss. Um, I do not know if Scoot is a Rich Paul client. Hopefully he is not Um, (laughs) without that with Deshante. So we'll see. But um, anyways, once again, appreciate y'all. Don't forget to like and subscribe if you enjoy the show. Tell your friends, tell your family, all that good stuff. Uh, If you want to stay updated with the show, follow us on Twitter. If you want to watch it there, you can watch it at SSPN on YT, at Jude McLaren, at Ethan underscore Quintero to stay updated with episodes and all that good stuff. We'll catch y'all in the next one. We appreciate y'all, and we'll see y'all later.